Syracuse University GradCast. Welcome. Today we have with us Kim White, Vice President and Senior Consultant with Numeroff & Associates. Numeroff is a strategy consulting firm that helps businesses across the life sciences sector develop and implement strategies for competitive advantage in dynamic markets. The firm has a number of PhDs on its staff, many of whom have STEM backgrounds. As a senior member of the staff who has played a significant role in recruiting and developing members of the team, Kim is here to talk to us today about opportunities for individuals with advanced science degrees in life science consulting. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for being with us. Uh, to get started, can you provide a bit more background on the types of clients Numeroff works with and the types of projects you take on? Yes, thank you, Dan. I appreciate that warm welcome. Um, the types of clients we work with are all across the broader healthcare industry. So more specifically, we work with folks within the pharmaceutical industry, medical device or diagnostic manufacturers. We also work with hospitals and healthcare delivery systems, as well as public and private payers. And the work we do is on a global basis. Now, specifically, our projects typically fall into one of three core buckets. The first is all about strategy and implementation. What are you going to do and how do you go about doing it? So projects of this type could be helping clients to think about how to address changing market dynamics. So do they need a new field sales team? Um, how would they go about addressing some of the market pressures, like what the pandemic has caused as doctors have shut their offices to sales representatives? Or how do um, hospitals and healthcare delivery systems think about capturing the value for the services they provide? The second bucket of work is all about infrastructure. So making sure there are the roles, the processes and procedures in place to ensure execution of that strategy. And so here we can get as tactical as writing up role descriptions, creating um, uh, charters, if you will, even playbooks, laying out how a function might be deployed, what the specific tasks and responsibilities are so that there's consistency across an organization or across a globe. And the final bucket is all about analytics. And analytics are the data and insights that are going to inform the work we do and oftentimes are included as part of our strategy or our infrastructure work. Here we do things that range from deep um, data analyses using large data sets to very focused assessments of markets or products. We also do things like create budget impact and cost effectiveness models, thinking through all of the assumptions that need to go there. What is the data we're going to use to inform that? How do we structure it to optimize the, the output for the client. Uh, and then there's any number of other types of analytic work, including um, economic and clinical value assessments of products and portfolios to determine to what extent do manufacturers have the data they need to demonstrate differentiated value. How strong is it? How does it stand up to the competition? Um, and so that's just a quick overview of um, some of the work we do. And it can be done and is done at the enterprise level, 
the business unit level, meaning maybe at the uh, market access or within finance or R&D, or it can be at a process level. If you think about processes within the clinical affairs department that enable them to get their work done. So that's a quick overview of our work. Thank you. A lot of our students at Syracuse University have a, a real interest in in data management and data analytics. So I, I appreciate hearing about that. And in talking about that as being core to the, the kind of focus area for the firm, is that the primary area where new uh, team members with graduate degrees are focused? Are they working on other types of, of projects? How does it sort of lay out for, for people with advanced degrees? When people join our firm, typically they are starting in analytic type projects or work to support some of the other projects, as I mentioned. And that's because their background naturally lends itself to that type of work. And we want to ensure they have a good foundation from which they're starting. So typically people do start on those kind of projects and we will try to match up what those opportunities are based on someone's background to the extent we have that kind of work. But we found that if you are somebody who has a background in biochemistry, as an example, oftentimes you're used to reading lots of clinical scientific um, documents. So you know how to quickly pour through those, that data and information, pull out the key Um, pieces of information, discern what's most relevant or robust, and tell a story of that. And that's what we're asking our folks with these strong science backgrounds to do, is help us look at all of this information, wherever it's coming to us from, and pull out what's going to be relevant, and then thinking about what are the implications and the so what's for what we found. That's certainly a, a common attribute among PhD students in particular. So what kind of backgrounds or fields of studies do the team members bring and how does their, their kind of scientific background factor in or contribute to their work? So our um, folks who have joined with PhD or other types of science backgrounds bring a wide variety of experience. And that's intentional because it's our belief that Different backgrounds help to challenge one one another and bring forth the best solutions for our clients. So more specifically, we have folks that are either on our team now or have been on our team in the past with backgrounds in molecular cell biology or cancer biology, uh, chemistry and chemical engineering, medical device innovation, uh, epidemiology, biochemistry, just to name a few. And we've also got some practicing clinicians as members of our staff as well. And these individuals all find that their scientific expertise plays a significant role because they're used to solving problems. And that's the work that we're doing. And to some degree, it's about taking the scientific method and applying it to the work we do every day. So you make an observation, you form a hypothesis, you test that hypothesis, you draw conclusions, and you make recommendations and refine. That's our work on a day-in, day-out basis. And that's why folks with these scientific backgrounds do very well, not only with our firm, but in consulting in general. 
Oh, that's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to to hear that. Um, it sounds like a lot of what they're doing is is what they've been very directly trained to do, both in terms of a specific subject matter, but also in terms of the the kind of process that they would go through. Absolutely. Hmm. So, what are the, some of the reasons for PhDs to decide to work for Numeroff or or even other firms like it? Well, for one, and I think what the most common reason we hear is people find the work very intriguing. They like solving problems and want to figure out what can be done, how do they do it. Now, with our firm, in the very nature of the work we do across the broader healthcare industry, that broad scope of problems is very interesting and fascinating to them. And so they like that variety. There are also folks who like that they get the opportunity to be exposed to and engage with clients. And when we're working with clients, oftentimes they're at a senior level or they're the sweet, excuse me, C-suite level. So folks will, they like to be there where things are happening, happening. The sausage is being made, if you will. So they're engaging mm-hmm. with these folks. And then finally, Working with us or another consulting firm fresh out of uh, grad school really provides that exposure to just what is consulting and is this a fit? And if not, where else in the industry might my skills be a good fit? Specifically at our firm, individuals who join us get to see the entire consulting continuum, if you will. They are engaged in things from business development and bringing the work in to actually building the proposals, thinking through how might this, how might we approach this project, to then doing the project, thinking through the structure, doing the analytics, putting together the recommendations, and delivering, developing and delivering the report. So they see the whole industry from start, or the whole process of consulting from start to finish. But then in addition, For those that have decided, you know what, I like what I'm doing, but I think I'm better fit, they've also gained over a couple years insights into where they might be a better fit or their skills. And as for instance, we've had people leave us after a few years who have gone on to roles like um, a medical science liaison with a manufacturer. Somebody went on into marketing. Another person went on in to do very focused, deep analytics because they decided they wanted to be very narrowly focused rather than um, more broad. So a type of opportunity like ours really helps people to learn more about the industry and what they like and don't like, as well as where they fit and may not be a good fit. I can picture uh, from what you're describing that um, it would be a marked contrast with most people's programs where they really focus in deeply into a specific area or facet. I could picture people saying, wow, the idea of working with variety sounds amazing. And and maybe other people saying, no, I really want to go really deep into a subject. Um, personally, in my, in my personality, I would love to work in an environment where I got to tackle all of these different types of problems and not just stay in, in one area. But uh, it's certainly a, a pretty significant different, I, difference, I think, between that and what you might experience in, in grad school or even moving into academic types of work. 
Absolutely. And that admittedly is an area of struggle for some individuals because they've spent so many years digging deep. It's hard to think how, how do I do the right level of depth and then pull back? And that's one of the things that folks have to learn if they've not had that chance to practice that skill in school is what's the right level of depth. And that requires making sure, are we clear up front on what's the question we're solving for Mm -hmm. so that we're pulling out the right information and not a lot of extra information. Yeah, I can picture that being a major part of the training. I could see how that would be uh, pretty critical. So how representative is your firm in the broader consulting industry? Do you, would it be common to find PhDs in STEM backgrounds doing consulting across the board? Is it more of a unique kind of a niche role? Yeah, PhDs are all across the um, consulting industry. And so you will find PhDs in any level and different types of roles and areas of focus. And many have gone on and done entire careers in consulting. Um, That being said, we tend to think our firm is a little unique and different just by the very nature of the work we do and the focus. Um, Every person on our team who is client facing has some sort of advanced degree. And that's a requirement that our firm has that is different than some firms. In a few weeks, you'll be doing a webinar for us uh, to talk further about consulting as a career. What are some of the topics that we'll cover in that webinar? One of the first things we're going to talk about is why consulting, why now? So just as we were having this Mm conversation, talking about um, the ins and outs, pros and cons of consulting, we're going to say, okay, you had a career in academia. Why would you pursue consulting at this stage of your career? As well as why now in 2022 Mm, um, relative to any other time? Why is it such a good time? We'll also spend some time talking about the different types of consulting and consulting firms that are out there and the types of work that new hires would be engaged to do. As part of that, we'll get into some of the skills that are going to be required for success so folks can see to what extent do their backgrounds provide them the skills or where might there be some need for more on-the-job training, if you will. And then I'm going to pose some questions for folks that are questions I think they need to ask themselves to consider to say, is a career in consulting a right choice for me? And then finally, what types of firms should I be looking at? Um, And that may be a good fit in light of how I answered some of those questions. That sounds terrific. Well, thanks, Kim, for speaking with us today. And talking a bit about what Numeroff and Associates does with clients. We're looking forward to hearing more about the firm and and the work, the the types of projects a STEM graduate might uh, work on, and the skills and attributes that successful candidates bring to the industry when we speak next. I look forward to seeing you and talking with you more too, Dan. Great. Thank you very much. This has been Syracuse University GradCast. Mm -hmm.